Renata, welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Can we start things off by you introducing yourself to the world and to the audience? Hey, thank you so much for having me. Uh, yes, um, my name is Renato Rodriguez. I'm a head of marketing and community at Feddy. Uh, not an OG on Bitcoin, but like since 2019, working in this space and loving every second of this. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. So, Renato, on the Bitcoin source, I usually always ask people this question. The first question I do want to ask you is, where did you source your Bitcoin knowledge, whether it was from books, courses, or even people in the Bitcoin ecosystem that helped you to become a better Bitcoiner? So, first of all, my source is people on the streets. So, in fact, I was orange-peeled by the people that uses Bitcoin um, in their daily lives and people that changed their lives with Bitcoin as well. So uh, I, I had the, the opportunity, the amazing opportunity to travel to Colombia in my first month working with, in Bitcoin and meeting like users, people that use this in the daily basis. And they taught me a lot, like, like a lot, a lot about the value of the currency and not just the price. And, uh, and I was lucky enough to understand from them and understand that uh, real people uh, that are using Bitcoin on the streets are the best source <laughs> that we can have about the innovation uh, around the currency, as well as the power of the currency. But of course, there are like super great people around the globe that also validates that knowledge, such as I love everything that Alex Gladstein from HRF writes, um, he has really a sharp uh, eyes on uh, material that he writes. Anita Posh, for me, it's one of my loved ones on Bitcoin because she also has this super eye on the streets. So she combined a lot of knowledge as well as like uh, the knowledge of the streets with the knowledge of the Bitcoin thinking as an OG. Um, I don't know. There are like a really great people in, in our ecosystem. OGs, even uh, I have the lucky to work with Obi, who is one of the, per the OGs on Bitcoin space. And just by talking with him, I learn a lot, a lot, uh, on Bitcoin. So yes, we have like really great people, um, on, in our ecosystem teaching us about the value of this amazing currency definitely and i love that you know you get it from the source you get it from the streets you get it from the people where it matters the most and where bitcoin is the most important which is that peer-to-peer -peer transaction where people are sending remittances for example or just payments for products and services and this kind of segues into my second question which is talking about the global south which you have um, a very particular stake in uh, countries like venezuela argentina have seen massive inflation and the destruction of their purchasing power so how has Bitcoin helped you send money to your family in Brazil? So basically, yes, it was funny, though, because, as I said, people in the streets taught me about it. Right. So about remittance. And uh, we use it. My mom and I we used to have like each of us a notebook. So everything that I would do for her here, buy something for her. I live now right now in Vancouver, but I've been moving a lot around uh, since 15 years. And, uh, so I would take notes what I, you know, what she wants me to buy for her. And she would take a, a, a notebook as well with the notes of that. And, uh, some point I would try to send like with, through Western Union 
or, you know, the traditional ways. And, um, and then I realized that the cost of this is super high because we think on the fees, but we don't think, uh, on the exchange rates that they give to us as well. Right. So I realized, for example, if I were to send $25 to my mom, I would pay around $8 just in fees and exchange rate. And, uh, and then I, I learned about the peer to peer relationship that you can have with people around the globe. Uh, I love to say this as well. I learned that Bitcoin is a sort of translator of different currencies. So as long as you jump in Bitcoin, you can access the whole world, right? So, uh, so then I start to first, what I would do is just like I would sell my Bitcoin to someone in Brazil and this person would pay my mom. Uh, and, uh, the advantage of this, I would give like a, a margin on the top of my Bitcoin. So now instead of paying a fee, I would make a profit <laughs> by sending money. Then Lightning Network came super strong. And uh, this also helped my life a lot because then I could do more instantly. instantly. And, um, and then I, I did the best one after one year trying to, I already peel my mom. So she became also someone that would have received or buy and sell Bitcoin. And every time she wouldn't need, she would have like exchange or sell to someone. And so then right now we send Bitcoin to each other. And, um, uh, and I think, uh, I mean, my mom is 65. So if she can orange, be orange peeled like that, I, I totally believe that everyone can, can do this. You know, we just need the great tools to help people to do this, like in very, in a very easy way, very smooth way, basically. Yeah. I love that story. And, you know, um, I'm first generation, so my family are immigrants to this country as well. And it's just super important to tell people, to let people know that what makes Bitcoin unique, especially the Lightning Network, is speed. The faster you can transact, the less you pay or you don't pay at all for fees because it's touching less hands. And I think that just using a cell phone or the access to the Internet is so interesting and beautiful to see how we can send money to our loved ones, to our family members thousands of miles away the power of bitcoin so thank you for nada for that story that was that was beautiful now and it's funny though because uh i remember one of my first times uh traveling to el salvador i met this lady that immigrated to the to us like uh, illegally she stays like 10 years without seeing her kid that was back home with her mom and she was telling me how she would send money back home right so in her case and i think it's the most of the cases of immigrants like myself, uh, they would have put together a big amount of money and send in one shot. So of course this would have take like three months, four months to send, but at least they would have saved on fees. And uh, when I was explaining to her about the magic of lighting the network, she was like, oh, that's amazing because now if my mom wants to do groceries or if she wants to buy candies for my son, I can send immediately and pay like really ridiculous fees. So uh, it's in case of El Salvador, it was like even for free, but it's just amazing. It's mind blowing how this can be done like super fast uh, for everyone. For me, that's the key point of this is, you know, like um, it's not an exclusivity for uh, the rich people or the people that has a good system of banking or financial system. Uh, it's for every single 
person in this world. This is just like amazing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, there was something that I wanted to give you props on as well, which is, you know, I've recently seen you at Bitfinex as a host, and I really love to see um, women in the space kind of getting their shine and being able to talk to some of the most smart and creative minds in Bitcoin. I know that you have a very particular stake in that, and you're trying to really help through the company that you work for now, Fediment. Um, so my question to you, Renata, is, you know, how impactful has, you know, learning from that conference, talking to people um, has been for you to understand the adoption of Bitcoin in Africa? I mean, Africa is something that I, I always say this, like for me, um, the revolution and the innovation of Bitcoin is coming for, from bottom up. So because it's a need, right? Like, and, uh, and as Africans and Latin people and people from global South, what do we do? Basically, we get the tools and try to tweak <laughs> the tools by what you need because it's a need. It's not like because we are advancing on creating things around the globe, you know. And um, and I, I, I've been working with Africa already like uh, more than three years and traveling around and discovering like such amazing, innovative style of ways to create things and to use money uh, through Bitcoin. Um, for me, like talk with the guys, uh, at adopting Bitcoin was more about sharing how amazing they are in their countries. Uh, for example, we have the people from Manchukura that is developing the ways that you can buy and sell Bitcoin offline, you know, like with a really reg regular phone, not a smartphone. Uh, for me, it's like, uh, makes totally sense with the condition of the country. Uh, and they, uh, how they are open already to pay and, uh, and receive money, uh, through, through phone in a regular phone. So it's just because they know that this is already available. They just created this amazing tool for that. Um, I mean, Berna Para that is already like in the ecosystem for a long time, uh, trying to bring, um, the likes of remittance as well to Nigeria, Nigerians, which is like a, a Nigerians and Ghanaians. I mean, they want to bring to the whole Africa, Kenya as well, but it's just amazing how he's been building a, a handmade uh, for Africa uh, in terms of tools and apps. Um, in the fact that he's a genius and with Abu Bakr creating the Kala, uh, which is the project that they want to uh, improve and they and also bring more developers from the country, from the region, uh, into, ecos into our ecosystem, which is makes totally sense because they understand way better the conditions of Bitcoin in their countries and how Bitcoin can help them, uh, in, in this matter. Uh, also talking with, um, uh, Herman Vivier which is a great friend as well that who's been like a such amazing, amazing job, uh, with Bitcoin Ekazi, um, a person that, uh, is really devoted to bring the best for people uh, in his community. Uh, all of them, people that is going to work with us some point. So it's just like being between friends, um, but also bringing, uh, the visibility to, from, from Africa, you know, and, uh, and also I had the chance to talk uh, with someone that I, I didn't have the chance to meet before, which is Yamin Tiba, 
he's from Cameroon and uh, he's been uh, doing something that we don't see that much in our space, which is bringing the thinking behind Bitcoin in terms of society philosophy, right? We are, we are very practical because it's money, but uh, we don't realize the impact that Bitcoin can bring to, to, to our ways, to the way we think about not just money, but as a society, right? We are preparing a new, I totally believe that we are preparing a new uh, type of human species that are more powerful and trust more in the others. So it was amazing. And it was amazing to see uh, the people, the audience, like uh, being surprised about how big these guys are and how big they gonna be even even more like more people like them uh, in our ecosystem. I'm seeing this already happening and I'm glad to give the voice to that as well. Yes, most definitely. And you know, there's so many people, um, you know, even for me, like I think that, uh, you know, there's just so many people in Africa that are just using solar, trying to find ways to use the lightning network remittances to really change the way that they live in, um, transact financially. So it's just a huge and beautiful thing to see. And um, Obi, for example, at Fediment, I love what he's doing. And I love that he brought you on board to kind of really help push this community-based thought process around Bitcoin. And my question to you is, is that, you know, how do you think that Bitcoin can be kind of pushed more as a community-based currency versus something to just make money on? I mean, we, especially glo uh, Global South, we, are, we, we live as a community, right? Even the money, uh, I, I know in Africa, India, Brazil, we have this thing about like, okay, let's get together, divide the, we're going to put the money together in this turn, someone takes the money. Or if I give you, I lend you money, we lend money and borrow money within ourselves as a community. So this, first of all, this is a, a very familiar thing for communities, right? Secondly, I, you probably had the same situation. I had a lot like our parents or people that doesn't have that much knowledge around uh, Bitcoin or technology coming to you, helping you to set it up, uh, you know, um, uh, user account or something like that, you know. And uh, but of course, like we understand that the best way is still is self custody, you know. Like, but we know that's not simple. It's super expensive uh, for our communities, and um, and you need like, uh, in fact, like makes just makes sense if you have a lot of bitcoin with you right like so uh in another hand you have uh, we created this monster let's say let's put them this way which is an ecosystem that where you have you want to get rid of the banks but then you go to the hands of centralized exchanges which is kind of the same right like <laughs> so you're working with bitcoin but your money is with someone that you have no clue what they are doing with your money and also what, um, and, and also like if you need the money immediately, you might not be able to cash out, you know. So Feddy uh, and FedMint, they bring like this different concept, which is, okay, we know that it's difficult to do by yourself, you know, living with someone that is not, you have no clue who is, is not the ideal. So why not to do this within your community, within people that you trust? So let's grab like four or five or even more people that would hold the, key, the keys for the whole community. 
and um, and this community get together and have the money together, use the money within themselves or out of this, but the custody is safe with them, you know? Uh, it's, uh, you, you can, if you have an issue, you can cross the street and talk with your neighbor about it. You know, it's, it's, it's a, this level of trust. So we think that this is an opportunity for people to start to understand. And this is also cultural. Uh, we, we tend to not trust on ourselves for things, right? It's much easier just to call someone and blame. The, the manager of the bank or blame the, you know, the guy that manages the utilities. So in this case, uh, we are starting to, we believe that we're going to start to build a new culture where you can at least hold your money with someone that you trust. Uh, and eventually you're going to understand the value of this and you start to do self-custody, right? So uh, what Fadi wants to bring is just this in-between so people can at least have more privacy, can have their money on their own hands, you know, and uh, and also they can t talk with each other with privacy as well. So it's coming a very powerful uh, app. I'm super excited because I think it is going to help Bitcoin to scale like immensely, you know, um, as we see WhatsApp, Telegram, um, growing a lot within communities. Uh, that's the potential that I see for, for Fadi and Fadimin. And uh, I can't wait to see this happen. Self-custody is a weird thing for me because I'm a really big advocate for it. But I do agree with you in the sense of um, on a cultural perspective where you're dealing with people that are more culturally based outside of the USA. I think outside of America, when you go to Brazil, when you go to Africa, even some places in Asia, the family structure is very important and people share their money. They talk about money more collectively and it's just more of a collective economic circle. And I think that what Fedi is doing, as long as in my opinion, the Bitcoin is in small amounts because what people don't what people don't realize is that the price structure of Bitcoin that you see on an exchange or on you know Bitcoin magazine, for example, if you see the price of Bitcoin, that price is based on how people emotionally feel about the asset. That's not the true price of Bitcoin. So five dollars or ten dollars of Bitcoin can go a long way in Brazil compared to America or Canada. So holding that or sharing those private keys or having a self-custody community like Fedi for 15, 20, $100 of Bitcoin can go so much further than the average American or Canadian would think about it saying, well, why is Fedi, um, you know, not allowing people to self-custody on their own? It's a cultural thing that people have to understand. So thank you for breaking that down. That makes perfect sense. No, and I think also there is something, uh, another element on this is we want uh, Bitcoin to be used. You know, like it's not just saving. Saving is a big chunk of this. And, uh, and that's something Bitcoin has been helping, uh, people in South, uh, global South a lot because people are starting to have the chance to finally save, uh, save money in small portions. Uh, because before, if you were to go to the bank, the bank would laugh on you if you would have like $10 to put in your saving account or even if you, Getting the, you know, in the bills and putting to, to, for a, putting like resting for an, one year. When you come back, this money, you wouldn't be able to buy the same as you would have, uh, buy before, right? So I think, uh, uh, 
Bitcoin is helping people on the globe to understand that now they can send $2, $3 to their, you know, wallets, but also they can use this money, you know, like, so ideally, uh, for me, the ideal world is going to be one day that we're not going to compare the price of Bitcoin with nothing. It's just you, but you, you exchanging with people basically. So would it be, you're not going to think, Oh, I'm paying this taxi and it cost me, it cost me, I don't know, uh, $20 in Bitcoin. It's going to be just, Oh, this is X amount of sets and that's it, you know? Uh, so we're going to fight for this for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, most definitely. And, you know, hopefully this is resolved by the time this episode comes out, but I'm aware that uh, Brazil is going through a huge political restructuring right now, and it's probably impacting you because you have family there. And my last question to you, Renata, is, you know, Brazil's its government recently has ordered, you know, the financial institutions there to either hold or seize people's um, bank accounts that are, pro, you know, participating in these mass demonstrations of protests. You know, and do you believe that this kind of, you know, closing in of people's financial freedom in Brazil is going to increase the rate of adoption of Bitcoin? I think, uh, unfortunately, every time you see something, a crisis in a country, um, Bitcoin grows a lot, right? <laughs> because it becomes like... Um, uh, the, the opportunity, for, I mean, the single way for people to keep their money safe, you know. So when I say unfortunately, because it's like, you know, you know, one way Bitcoin is coming to help, which is great. You have an alternative, but in another way, another way, people sometimes learn from the worst, you know, than in a smooth way, you know. Yeah. So what I understand is Bitcoin can help people. Um, abroad, uh, especially in, in, uh, we have been, as a Fed, we have been helping people, uh, activists, human rights defenders around the globe, how to use Bitcoin, uh, to receive donations against censorship, uh, authoritarian uh, regimes in their countries. And we already know the value of this currency for that. So for me, as, uh, in Brazil, right, um, Bitcoin right now, it's a means of speculation. Mm -hmm. So, but if you start to see in this situation where like you, people start to feeling, oh my God, anytime I'm going to lose my money. And by the way, this happened before in Brazil in the eighties, uh, when they frozen all the, uh, the saving accounts and to restructure the, the money, the local money. And when they gave the money back, basically, if you would buy, I don't know, 10 cars, now you would be able with the same money that you had, uh, you would be able to buy, you know, just the wheel, <laughs> basically. So people already know what's coming if this happens, you know. So I think uh, this is um, an opportunity for Bitcoin, for an opportunity for Brazilians to understand that this is uh, truly uh, um, the best way to keep your money safe out of the government. Um, but it's not just restricted to Brazil. We've been learning that people ar around the globe are right there doing this. Even where, I, where I'm, I am right now in Canada, people have been doing this as well uh, before. So uh, I think it's just, uh, we need to be smart. Uh, if you ha Before we didn't have a tool, now we have a tool 
to keep uh, our money with us. So it's the best way to go, I think. Yes, and Bitcoin is that tool that's going to help people really have a store of value that they can pass on and not have it be seized or squandered by, you know, centralized entities out there. And that's the whole purpose of this protocol and why this protocol is going to change so many people's lives. And I want to thank you, Renata, for kind of being, you know, a conduit to that as, you know, a woman from Brazil, you know, not native to Canada or America. And you're still trying to push the ethos of Bitcoin, which is to, you know, have this be inclusive for everyone everybody and to really help people change the way that they look at money. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. And I think uh, that's the beauty of Bitcoin, right? Like in, for Bitcoin, we are a number. So we are not Brazilian, Americans, rich, poor. You don't need to show any proof that you are a legit or a person that uh, deserves to join the financial um, economy, you know, the world economy. It's just we are a number. We are equal. We have the same, you know, levels of uh, benefits that Bitcoin can provide to us. So, yes, I, I love I love Bitcoin. I love our community and um, people can count on me for spread this word for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Renata, um, this Bitcoin conversation has been great. I hope people really learn a lot from this episode. Can you give the audience in the world your social media handles or any future endeavors that you might have that you want people to know about? Yes. So, I'm uh, Ed Loba Estrangera uh, in Portuguese, uh, uh, Foreign Wolf <laughs> at uh, uh, Twitter. And uh, you can also find me at the Fadi uh, handles, Fadi BTC. And uh, I invite everyone to learn more about uh, what's coming. Next year is going to be huge for us. So keep tuned because it's going to be amazing. Amazing year for everyone that is developing the around the value of the Bitcoin, not just the price, basically. Thank you, Renata, for this conversation. And thank you for being on the Bitcoin source. Have a good one. Thank you. Love it. <laughs> Bye, guys. Oh, 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 oh,